Dobry wieczór. Welcome to the Polish Show Weekly News on 103.2 Dublin City FM and online via dublincityfm.ie. We bring you all the key news stories in and about Poland. What a difference just one terrible week has made. Last Thursday was Tustik Svartek in Poland. Normally a joyful occasion for people to overindulge in sweets, cakes and other food treats. Tustik Svartek 2022 will however not be remembered as a day of happiness, but instead as the day early on the morning of which a full-scale Russian invasion of Poland's eastern neighbour Ukraine manifested itself. Monday of last week had seen the commencement of Russia's latest intervention into Ukraine, in an operation most outside observers thought would be confined to the easternmost regions of the country, where two self-proclaimed republics were recognised by Moscow as independent states. Instead, over the past week there has been, as we've all witnessed on our television screens, a full-scale Russian military assault on Ukraine, with the focus on the country's second city of Kharkiv, and capital city of Kiev. The extraordinary developments of the past week have put Poland at the centre of the most serious international crisis in decades. The immediate consequences of this crisis, including the arrival in the country of what is now approaching 500,000 refugees from Ukraine, a figure which is feared could rise to stretch into the millions, has served to mobilise civic society in Poland behind a concerted effort to help the stricken people of Ukraine. Combined with the official government response to the refugee crisis and their vigorous political support of Ukraine internationally, this outpouring of humanitarian concern has overnight served to transform the international image of Poland. Suddenly, the political arguments of prior to February 24th seem markedly less significant in the face of an aggressive external threat. This week on the Polish show Weekly News, we'll endeavour to summarise the most significant impacts on Poland. We'll set what's happening now in the context of the grave concerns about the intentions of Russian President Vladimir Putin that the country's leaders have been raising for the past several years. While Poland has been at the centre of the diplomatic response to the Russian invasion, including hosting visits by UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, and NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg, as well as a meeting of the foreign ministers of the Weimar Triangle countries of France, Germany and Poland in Wuch, it's often the images of distressed individual people which makes the greatest impact on our consciousness. Such scenes in railway stations in the southeast of Poland have been all too common over the past week. Recent years have seen the development of increasingly close economic and social ties between Poles and Ukrainians, with a large Ukrainian population already living in Poland. Ironically, in recent days, despite the inflow of refugees, there has also been an exodus from Poland of Ukrainians who want to fight for their country. The response from Poles, both living in Poland itself, or amongst Polish communities abroad, including in Ireland, has been beyond generous, with fundraising initiatives to help refugees, donations of food and other essential supplies, as well as in Poland, ordinary citizens taking refugees into their apartments. Ash Wednesday, marking the start of Lent, was deemed a day of prayer and fasting for peace in Ukraine by Pope Francis. Poland's Roman Catholic Church 
announced that parishes would hold a special collection during Mass on the day, which through Caritas Polska would be used to help war refugees from Ukraine. Poland has made clear throughout the past week that while it will provide whatever aid it can to Ukraine to help her resist the Russian invasion, Polish forces will not be getting involved in armed conflict. This edict has also extended to the use of Polish military aircraft to enforce any putative no-fly zone over Ukrainian airspace. After a meeting with President Andrzej Duda in Poland on Tuesday, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said that NATO is not going to be part of the conflict, so NATO is not going to send troops into Ukraine or move planes into Ukrainian airspace. President Duda agreed, saying Poland is not sending any jets to Ukraine because that would open military interference in the Ukrainian conflict. He added, we are not joining that conflict. NATO is not a party in that conflict. Commenting on Tuesday, Foreign Minister Zygmunt Rau said that the shelling of Ukrainian cities and targeting of civilians must be condemned by all members of the international community. It's a war crime under international law. Rao called on Russia to respect Article 25 of the Hague Regulations of 1907 and all provisions of the Fort Geneva Convention. You are listening to The Polish Show on 103.2 Dublin City FM and online via dublincityfm.ie. The economic impact for Poland is being seen not only in terms of the need to provide help for hundreds of thousands, ultimately potentially millions of refugees from Ukraine, and a further sharp increase in international energy prices. The German government has stopped the bringing on stream of the Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. As a result on Wednesday, the Swiss-based company that was to operate the pipeline, Nord Stream 2 AG, had to deny reports that it had filed for insolvency. It said in a statement that the company only informed the local authorities that the company had to terminate contracts with employees following the imposition of US sanctions on the company. The Biden administration, in its earlier days, had of course come to an accommodation with Germany to allow the Nord Stream 2 project to proceed over the fierce opposition of the Polish and Ukrainian governments. The US said at the time that it had an understanding with Germany that it would shut down Nord Stream 2 if Russia invaded Ukraine. Precisely what has now happened. Of course, Europe, including Poland, remains heavily dependent on Russian oil and natural gas. The Polish government has accordingly been circumspect about saying that Russian energy exports should be shut off, while at the same time calling for the tightest possible economic sanctions, including Russia's expulsion from the SWIFT international banking messaging system. Speaking in Brussels on Tuesday, Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki said that the EU should ban imports of Russian coal. He said that, I can declare we can introduce an embargo on Russian coal even tomorrow. He added that Poland should also stop buying Russian oil and gas, but with the caveat, over the next few months or so. The Polish Prime Minister told reporters in Brussels that Russia's actions in Ukraine posed an existential threat to peace in Europe. 
In comments which could be viewed as either naive or very optimistic about the future course of events, he called on the EU to prepare an investment package for Ukraine, because its economy needs new investments. Also, energy security of Ukraine is a very important element. Morawiecki called for a 100 billion euro reconstruction plan for Ukraine, which will be financed by the EU so that they can rebuild destroyed schools, hospitals or housing estates. In addition to economic sanctions, the Polish Soccer Federation PZPN, helped to lead the way in a sporting boycott of Russia. On Saturday, the Polish Players and National Federation said that Poland would not play Russia in a first-round World Cup playoff match in Moscow on March 24th. This stance was maintained when on Sunday FIFA said that the Russian team would be allowed to compete, but with conditions, including that the game be played at a neutral venue, and with the Russian side using the name Football Union of Russia, without the national flag and anthem. A statement issued by the PZPN said that, in view of the Russian Federation's brutal aggression against Ukraine and the ongoing war there, the PZPN sees no possibility of competing with the Russian national team in the Qatar 2022 World Cup playoffs, regardless of the name of the team made up of Russian players and where the game would be played. The Federation's president, Cesare Kolesha, said that it would be disgraceful to fulfil the fixture. By yesterday, a number of international sports governing bodies, including FIFA and UEFA, had banned Russia from participating in international competitions. On Monday, the International Olympic Committee had recommended federations and organisers of sports events to bar Russian and Belarusian athletes from international competition. In conclusion, we can all only hope that the huge humanitarian tragedy opening before our eyes is in some way stemmed over the coming week, and follow the example of the Polish nation in opening our hearts to help those who are suffering so grievously in whatever way we can. That's all from the Polish show Weekly News on 103.2 Dublin City FM and online via dublincityfm.ie. Tavshisko na ten Dziękujemy, że byliście z nami w ten wieczór.